When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome to episode 48 of Quitters Never Give Up. I'm Christopher Rosales. With me is Lindsay, Jen, and Edwin. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin? No, Edwin. Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Our fucking day. Okay, welcome back. We're doing the week that was. This is January 10 to 14, 2011. Now, I tried to ignore this. Have you guys ever heard of Benjamin Darvell? No. I could tell you can't. How about Brad Roberts? No. <laughs> Singer Brad Roberts of yeah. Crash Test Dummies, 47 years old today. Hit it, Brad. That's a much more boring song than Jump Jump. back and fill in the lyrics on that song. Uh, no, that was it. That's the that was the song? Yeah. That, was, song. that was just the guide track, wasn't no, it? No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's where he wrote the song. song. The actual finished product right, right. there. Yeah, kind of a chaperone vibe there, right? You think, when are you going to finish that song? That was a real song, if you can believe it. Lindsay, do you remember that song? Uh, only in the fact that they reviewed it on Kevin and Bean. I'm trying to remember. What Did you say what year it was in? No, it was in the 90s, though. My no. guess would be 92, 3, 4, somewhere around there. Yeah. I would I would still have been listening to Radio Disney at that on those years. Oh, I remember Radio Disney. That's pretty funny. Or, or do you guys remember Radio Oz was also a kid's AM station? I'm sure Bean will remember. But yes, Radio is A-A-H-S. Radio Oz. <laughs> we got to look that up. I love <laughs> yeah, Radio right? Talk. Uh, radio Oz. So in Southern California when you were a kid, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. We got to look into that. Yeah. So oh. that was the Crash Test Dummies. I tried to ignore it, but on January 4 was Benjamin Darvell. He was the harmonica player for the Crash Test Dummies. I think we've crossed from trivia to esoterica there. And then the 10th was the lead singers, Brad Roberts. At least he was the singer. So I could not ignore it anymore. I had to bring that in. And I want to give a shout out to my little sister, Kristen. This was when she made me listen to Kevin and Bean. And I remember that sign came on and I just turned to her. I'm like, Kristen, what the heck are we listening to? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so shout out. She made me listen to Kevin and Bean. I love them all these years later. And I even got a little tribute to her. Oh, sorry, Kristen. I guess she doesn't want me to talk about her anymore. That's one of my old tapes. My sister was like two years old. <laughs> wow. That's real, real flashback. We were talking a little bit about the time Psycho Mike was on Regis and Kelly. And that's when it started was 2011. Uh, it's kind of funny because the way they did it was they were looking for people in radio. So anyone could kind of nominate someone. So someone nominated Psycho Mike and they nominated Ralph too. But it didn't go quite as smoothly for Ralph as it did for Psycho Mike. When the, li the, the original list first came out, they had like 100 names on it. Right. There were a lot of names on there. My name, was, for example, was on there. Right. And I guess people just have to throw your hat in the ring. I don't know who did it for me, but apparently just anyone can nominate you. Right. So the minute it came out, Beam was like, oh, vote for Psycho Mike, vote for Psycho Mike. Vote for <laughs> and some people tweeted me and said, well, Beam really doesn't like you. You're on the list, too. And I was like, yeah, Maybe he didn't okay. know you were on the it's list. Fine. I, I didn't know he was on the no. list. Oh. Because well, a numbered list full of radio people true. is absolutely something he would ignore, <laughs> you're Kevin. Right. You're right. Like, he didn't he go would have through it that you're right. list with a magnifying list. Oh, look, oh, Larry Morgan's on there from the South. Right. The only people he cares about are people who work in radio. So I'm sure he didn't comb through that list okay. with, with tweezers. 
I and understand. A set of bifocals. I understand what you're saying, and I and I no, I, I grant, you, you don't know, care I, about radio people. No, or lists, I grant, I grant that you're I right. understand why you would think that, but I'm going to tell you the actual truth. That what happened is, is that they announced that here's the list of finalists for the Regis and Kelly show. I opened up the list and I scrolled down alphabetically to see if Psycho Mike was on it, and then immediately sent out a tweet to say congratulations to Psycho Mike before I looked at anything else on the list. I had I'm no sure idea that you happened. were even. I'm absolutely didn't even sure know that you were on the list because you don't care for lists or radio people. So I'm sure you spent no time. At all looking for the difference between you and me is that I understand. I, you could have given me a thousand dollars and I wouldn't have known what it was not. or where to find the list or what the list not. meant. None of it. I didn't know it until people told me Bean wasn't supporting me in it. I didn't even know I was in the competition until they told me Bean didn't want me to win. And that's, that's the first that's time I found out about it. I didn't know that you were in the competition. I'm going to tweet, don't vote for Ralph. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's too late, late now. They can't vote true. for me, but I just thought that was hilarious. I didn't know that until people told me Bean wasn't supporting me in it. That's how I found I love that. Bean and Ralph getting into it. Okay, now what happened after that is they played um, Psycho Mike's audition tape, which was pretty good. But I thought, wow, how did he get on the show from that? Then they started playing other guys' audition tapes, and like Psycho Mike, Mike was leagues ahead of them. So I'm like, oh, that's how. But just listen to the names of these radio guys. It's pretty funny. Regis Philbin is the greatest entertainer in the history of broadcasting, but... He's getting up there in years, and he's taking some more time off, and they have decided that one way to fill in a week that Regis isn't going to be there is with the Men O Radio, and they put out a nationwide uh, casting call, basically, to say, hey, who wants to uh, co-host with Kelly for a day? And then they made the announcement in the top ten. The time has come to announce the top ten for our Men of Radio co-host for a day search. We've received thousands of nominations. Thousands. Thousands. Uh, which probably mean ten. Ten. And the top ten are... Bobby Bones, 96.7 KISS FM, Austin, yeah. Texas. Bobby, Bobby Bones. Bones, come on now. Johnny Magic, XL 106.7, Orlando, Florida. Johnny Magic, I love it. Kid Craddock of the Kid Craddock in the Morning Show. See, this show doesn't, isn't great because of that audience. That would make me want to kill myself. It's just pretty weak sauce. Yeah. I agree. They do come hype on. them up a little more than they need a to. A little. That's, that's Seth Meyers, by the way, from Saturday Night Live filling in for Regis that day. But I have a question, and that is Johnny Magic and Bobby Bones and Kid Craddock. Why do radio people have such stupid names? Psycho Mike. I know. Well, yeah. listen, well, you Bean, dubbed him Psycho Mike. You guys, first off, you, Lisa's right. You put that moniker on me. But I have, like, the most reasonable name out of all these guys because, I mean, Psycho Mike sounds pretty level-headed compared to Bobby Bones. <laughs> Mike Catherwood, oh. a.k.a. Psycho Mike. K-Rock. Yeah. Yeah. You might be coming. Mike Greenberg from Mike and Mike in the Morning. All right, so they announced the top ten, and Mike's in it. Yeah. What a shocker. So this is how it all started. Uh, That was the top ten. Psycho Mike was in it. Now, remember, what did Ralph just say? You can't believe that Bean didn't know he was on the list because he thought he would go over it with a magnifying glass. That totally leads into this one. Listen to this. They're going through the names and... Just listen to what happens with Bean. It, it's classic Bean. Uh, here's a guy named Fitz. And, um, I know Fitz. He's, how do you know every <laughs> single person in radio? <laughs> I've been to Fitz's house. Come what? On. Oh, my God. What? Fitz does, mor- Fitz does mornings on a country station in Seattle. I know Fitz. There are beautiful girls who host all over the world. They got nothing on you, Ken. Why should I fill them for Regis? I'm six foot seven. It's about time to work with somebody kind of tall. Over Christmas break, my kid's hamster Skittles got eaten by a Rottweiler. I also got groped by the TSA. Sounds and nice. I just got engaged over Christmas break. And finally, somebody's got to represent country. Wow. So that guy's Sorry. out. Sorry. So yeah. you Sorry, spent Fitz. time in his house is what you're saying, Bean? See, no more. Yeah. <laughs> no more, not like, ever. What's no, going not on? ever. What is that? What, that was like that was like its own mid eighties morning show, like wacky sound effects. <laughs> what is he have? popping is he out almost, of nowhere? Talking? No, that's Bean. He's the one that was vouching for him. I oh, bet it is. Can you imagine dinner with Bean and Fitz? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> with all their sound effect yeah. machines at dinner. <laughs> Go ahead and hit that trill again. That's assault. So Bean knew one of the guys on the list, and that guy's Country Bean. He's playing sound effects, wacky sound effects, wah wah, beanie ding ding. And I totally wanted a sketch where Bean and Fitz were having dinner and just playing clips at each other. Couldn't you just hear it? Oh, I can't so believe funny. Ralph didn't do that. Ralph, you can do it now. Please jump on and help <laughs> us. Maybe I'll do that. 
Hey, I think Christopher joined in. Christopher, I'll make him do all the work. He'll do it. Well, I don't know. It sounded like he had a Casio keyboard making those sound effects. <laughs> but I want to know why Flash Phillips wasn't on the list. He was just out. He was number 11. Now, one of Bean's favorite things was, of course, Zac Efron back then. And uh, his name came up. Listen to how fast Bean starts talking. I love this. Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens are back together again. Stop it. Yeah, they're back together. They had split up, and now they're back together. I thought you'd what's... be bummed, Bean. I just am excited every time we get a chance to talk about my sweet Zac, but what's the story? What happened? <laughs> yeah, by the way, all those dings were for Zac. Absolutely. Yes. They were outside a Los Angeles nightclub on Friday night making out. Us Weekly uh, caught them there, and uh, they were reunited and enjoying their evening, according to onlookers. So glad to see those two crazy kids are working it out. I'm glad they're reunited. <laughs> Going to take a quick stop here. Some of the oldie oldsters here might know what's coming up. Reunited? I don't think Lindsay will get this. Christopher, what do you think's coming up? And it feels so good. Right. Okay, Bean's going to try. Let's see if he can get this joke out there. <laughs> don't. Don't. Don't say how don't it feels. Don't do it. Don't talk about how it feels. Don't you do it. Do not I don't feel. do it. I will end you. It was so bad, I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even get to the file. <laughs> Oh, Lindsay did it. Back then, she called in, stopped Bean from doing that bad joke. Well done, Lindsay. Oh, stupid. (laughs) Now, another example of Bean getting very exciting and talking fast. They had Emmy Rossum. She came on the show, actually. She's on the show Shameless at the time. So listen to Bean get really excited again. And then uh, Shameless, which I was really looking forward to, is sitting on my DVR right now. I haven't seen it yet. That makes me a bad person, right? It does, Yes. yes. Especially when the beautiful Emma Emmy Robson, <laughs> you want to try again? When the beautiful Emmy Robson, one of the stars of Shameless, is on the phone right now with the Kevin Beach Show. How are you, Emmy? <laughs> yeah, I think he might have been a little starstruck by Emmy, and that became a moment with Bean. I think the next day they played that a moment with. Okay, this next thing is a tribute to Christopher. Christopher, you've beaten me down. I give in. I'm kind of like Lisa May. She came on the show. She was very nice and sweet. She just had to toughen up because Kevin and Beam were such SOBs. So I never would have brought this next clip in if you hadn't beaten me down the last few days with farts in a jar and other things. This is a new video game by Sega, and it is a video game that is installed above public urinals, and it allows the, the, the game player to control the game with their own urine. Okay. What? Now, they're going to play it uh, first in Japan at uh, commuter rail stations, which will be where you'll have to go to play. Okay. Oh, lines are going to be brutal <laughs> to get in there now. Here's how it works. You challenge yourself by urinating on a pressure sensor, which measures the forcefulness of your stream. So oh. it is an accuracy. It's forcefulness. Forcefulness. Yeah. Okay. So if- Kelly's going to rip. At this so you have to really sort of <laughs> stay hydrated, you know, to be a champion in this league. And then, like, league. hold it for a long time. The sensor will send that information to the screen above the urinal where you can keep real-time tabs on your bathroom performance. Do they put, like, a list of the top five? I think you do. You get, <laughs> you get ranked with the guys you're standing with. Oh, at the same and time. Go! It's not for per no, day I'm or kidding, whatever. I'm kidding. Per week. No, they, they, You don't play a one-on-one. All-time high. Uh, here you go. Yeah, one. Okay, so how bizarre is this? In the urinal, I guess you put a quarter in, and then you can play this game. Anyway, very bizarre. Let's let's see. Ralph will explain more about it, but only in Japan, I think, would this happen. Game is called. Um, I can't say that, but it, it measures <laughs> it measures how much you've produced okay, during that uh, that stay. Volume, right? good. One game is called Graffiti Eraser, where you try to use the force <laughs> of your urine to blast graffiti off a wall. See how forcefully you can urinate. Why is this necessary? This is the best idea ever. Another one's called the North Wind and Her, where, where the force. Of- Hold it, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. That's the one I want to play. That's my choice. Where the force of your urine has to create a breeze, a stiff. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> this is not real. Which will attempt to lift a woman's dress. This is As not- she's walking along. Oh, that's tight. This is not real. And then there's another game called Milk from Nose. Oh. <laughs> oh. Milk from Nose. <laughs> oh, wow. That seems like a whole no. different. 
which <laughs> which will measure the strongest flow because the in the game a sumo wrestler wrestler appears right and the wrestlers squirt milk out of their nose to try to push the other sumo wrestler out of the ring so this is the only game where you will play head on head with another competitor. What is going on in Japan? <laughs> they are so, as I'm hot up people so right So you there. and I would go in together going, right. "Hey, it's on." Right. I play milk from nose. <laughs> and we get there and you're one sumo player and I'm a sumo player and the harder we urinate, the more milk comes out of the nose of the sumo wrestler. I'm like I get nervous. Then I blast you oh, out of the sumo well, ring with the milk suck. coming out of my nose. I'm going to fly. I have to go there and play that. So how weird is that? That, that that's so dedicated bizarre. to you, Christopher. <laughs> well, there's two things on that. Um, one, women constantly complain how men have such bad aim. So if we installed one of these games in every toilet across America, <laughs> men would just have perfect aim and all toilets would be clean. Two, the fart in the jar story isn't me. That's the <laughs> podcast that I report on. It, I can't ignore it when it's Oh, you're just reporting. I get podcast. it. Okay, so, I get it. <laughs> but, you know, our farts in the jar are on sale on our website uh, coming soon. Your audio is just so bad. I can't even hear anything you're saying. Well, I'm in the car. So I wasn't, I was planning on just listening, but then Eddie started going to me and I'm like, uh, I guess I have to say something. Yeah, I just, I really just can't hear. I don't think it's going to make it. Okay. <laughs> no worries. I'm mostly being sarcastic, but. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm in the car trying not to kill anybody. I just wanted to eavesdrop on this segment. And, no, no, no. Uh, I, I called on you. I wanted your thoughts. I dedicated <laughs> this break to you, this segment. All right. Well, I'm going to shut up. No. I'm going to let in, Lindsay end me now. Just shut up no, I'm just, I'm really just messing with you. He was just you. joking. But I think that's evolved into like more of what that story describes in 2022. That's what I was oh. thinking. I thought this has to catch on, you know, like in bars and stuff. You'd make a fortune. Okay, now they had a mystery break coming up. Now, of course, Kevin and Bean were always concerned when there was a mystery break, because usually it's Ralph bringing something embarrassing from the past. But this one was actually really good. Time for the mystery uh, the mystery guest. I'd like you to welcome, please, if you would bring up the phone, our friend Kevin from the Kevin Bean Archive joins us now. Oh. How are you, Kevin? Kevin Stockdale. So let's go by. They kind of give his history and the history of the archive. So this would be good information for us. Kevin Stockdale, shout out to you. We couldn't do this show without you. You are my personal Lord and Savior, actually. So anyway... I'm not sure if this was his first time on the air or not, but let's go. I think they might mention if it was. Kevin, Good. welcome to the show, my friend. Good to have you, you so much, Kevin. Well, my now, pleasure. The, the Kevin <laughs> and Bean Archive, and most people, unfortunately, have never heard about this, is the most unbelievable resource for fans of the Kevin and Bean Show. It's, uh, it's off the grid a little bit. It's not 100% officially authorized, but Kevin has just been a fan of the show for a long time. How long have you been running the archive out there, buddy? You know, I've been uh, recording for uh, for my own purposes for probably uh, 10 or 12 years, but I put the archive up in uh, 2006. In 2006. Okay, so we're into our fifth year now of the archive. Kevin, you tape every single show of every single day that we that we do, right? That's uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> and upload that wow. audio to your site. Yes. That seems bad. Who, who's paying for all this server space, by the way? Just me. Dude. That's a fan. <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of work considering how little you get out of it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and do you, uh, do you get much traffic on this? I mean, do, do people really uh, do people use it? I, I know yeah. we do. When, yeah. we, when we don't have something, we go to your site to find it because you've got better archives than we do. But it's actually uh, it's, it's been growing every year. 07, I had uh, 1.5 million unique visits. Uh, wow. 08, I had 2.5. 09, I had 3.1 million. And last year, it was 3.5 million. So it's growing. And again, a lot of those us because yes. we have to, <laughs> when we need something and we don't have it, we go to him. You like the search function, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things that I love about the Kevin and Bean Archive, and by the way, that's the domain name, too, is KevinandBeanArchive.com, is you have taken it upon yourself to break it down into lots of categories, like live and studio performances. There's a tab on that. You can click and listen to all of them. Uh, you uh, All the times that at the end of a song we go, hey, you added all of those together, wow. which I can't, I can't believe you have the time with a family to do something Well, like I can't that. believe I did that either. Wait. I, I did that last year when I was uh, I was homesick and I had time and I didn't have a family at the time. And uh, You have a family now? Yeah. You were able to land a family. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice work. 
Uh, He's um, gonna give this up soon. Yeah. <laughs> the I hope. Uh, the new ca- the new page that you just put up is the reason why I wanted to bring you on. You sent out an email the other day about a new collection that you put together on the Kevin Bean Archive. Kevin, uh, Kevin doesn't our Kevin doesn't know about this yet. But tell us about this new page. Well, I just like uh, collecting little snippets of things. You know, I put up every segment of every show, but I also take little things. You know, I go back after I've heard everything, and you know, if somebody has something funny or makes a you know, snide remark or something, I, I think you guys first discovered the, the site just over four years ago when I had a collection of things that Bean was saying, kind of presenting Tammy Heidi. Oh, right, sure, yeah, a bunch and of jokes. Heidi was gone, and yeah. I just got a kick out of that. So. So the other day, I added what I've been sitting on this past year is uh, 97 new clips of uh, little gaffes that Kevin has made. Over 97? The- yeah. <laughs> you gotta- Actually, I found three more the other night that I didn't upload yet. But, uh, I oh, so an even hundred. Uh-huh. So these are, these are Kevin's greatest screw-ups for 2010 is basically the page on the Kevin Beat Archive. And I have taken the liberty, Kevin, of going through – Omar helped me with this – of going through and pulling out a few that I thought it might be fun for us to all enjoy oh, together. This is going to be so good. So I have three separate montages, and this shows you the quality of the work that Kevin from the Kevin Bean Archive is doing. For instance, this first montage is going to be some of the times, I assume most of the times last year, where the song just ran out. Because (laughs) Kevin is the guy who's got the clock and is in charge of coming out of the song with the information. Right. So here's a little bit of what that sounded like. Okay. All right. That ended. And uh, so now it's us. Yes. uh, Sorry. Full mouth. Hey, uh, that ended. That one is over as well. That, That ended. And then it's... It's not coming back either. That's the way these songs work, man. They don't just trail. <laughs> they just end. They're done. Song pretty much over right there. That song ended. That uh, that ended. So now we're going to talk. That's over. That is over. Right. I think that's pretty much over. Mm, there we go. Okay. Just want to make sure it ended. Yeah, I, don't I want every bit of that song. What's happening? That's all. What? Oh, we're on? Uh-huh. We're on. Just, uh, this is too early for me. Okay, so that's an idea. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, How are you going to play a brother like that? <laughs> got amusement out of it. The problem is that I turn on the microphones and stuff, and and I'm wandering the halls or playing video games or whatever <laughs> right. out there, and then people are yelling, Come on, get in the studio! <laughs> What we've noticed lately, though, and Psycho Mike, please back me up on this. Kevin used to at least care if the song ran out. And now you literally, you're sitting in the corner eating, you know, uh, hot Cheetos or something. And Mike says, Kevin, the song is going to be over in five seconds. And he ambles up to the microphone. Right, Mike? Yeah, like uh, like an old injured boxer. <laughs> He's going to slowly. All right. Uh, again, we're on with Kevin from the Kevin Bean Archive, which you must check out online if you're a fan of the show. This is a tiny montage. I'm sure it could be much, much bigger. But this is just a few of the times where Kevin has either sounded or we thought he has sounded drunk on the show. I think, you know, that's fairly common. Yeah. 106.7 K-Rock is K-R-O-Q. I do sound entirely drunk. <laughs> it's 553. I'm not. I'm not drunk. Yeah, I, so, think I, gotta, I need to do the Dave plan next time. <laughs> what? I need to do the Dave plan next time. I'm not drunk. <laughs> and we'll continue. And we'll continue on the Kevin and Bean show. <laughs> what just happened? By the way, more than anyone I've ever met, Kevin has to defend himself about not being drunk when he comes to work. Well, because no one sounds more drunk. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's not just up for question. I sound drunk all the time, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what that's about Is either. that like, do you think I've done permanent damage? Like a couple yes. of those trips to Vegas? Do you think maybe yes. I drank so much that now I sound that way all the time? Just a little pickled all the time. You're like Dick Clark, man. You can't come back from this now. I'm come sorry. On There's now. Too much damage has been done. All right. I've got one more. Great. And, uh, this I is didn't exciting. Really, I didn't really know what to call one, so I just called this the Radio God Montage. This is just a collection of a lot of the wonderment that comes out of Kevin's mouth. Morning, everybody. It's the uh, Kevin Beach. Where are you? Uh, there we go. Oh, okay. What's, what's wrong now? He couldn't find his mic. you got to push certain buttons. 106.7. I'm not sure why that happened. 102. 102. 106 K-Rock. That Would you guess? You tell us, man. Sure aneurysm. Details on how to buy tickets for the K-Rock Almost Christmas. Nope. For the K-Rock Weenie Roast, which is coming up very soon. 839. Yep. Sure would like to have played that uh, Tiger Woods clip. That would have been great. Our feature presentation. I love that guy so much. There's the microphone. I just said that without the microphone on. And it is 19 minutes after 9 o'clock. <laughs> Sorry. Just where you hit the button, like we discussed. There you go. <laughs> That's 
Oh, a little bit God. of the magic. Those Kevin. are so good. How am I employed? <laughs> Kev, Kevin of Kevin and Mead Archive, I can't believe the work that you do on this site. I really I don't understand it. We're grateful for it, but I don't know how you have the time or the, uh, or the, the strength to do it, man. Well, I just want to make sure that, you know, I've got... Catch the stuff that the Museum of Television and Radio doesn't catch. <laughs> oh, 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 you. How dare you. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. This is, uh, by the way, in all the years that you've been listening to the show and all the years that you've been archiving audio from the show on your site, this is going to be the first time that you're going to put your own voice up on the site, which I think is very exciting. I'll see how it turns out before I put it up. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you get that. You get that pleasure, not me. Exactly. <laughs> I don't get that thanks, chance. Thanks a lot, Kevin. All right. So a great appearance by the great Kevin Stockdale. Stockdale. And that was good stuff. We got to learn a little little bit about the site. I think they said that was the first time that he would put his voice on. So I don't know. Do you guys think that was the first time he was on the show? Seemed like it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Last week, I started talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and her Goop website. I think Ralph finally discovered it. And I think Lisa knew about it before then, but... They were kind of getting mad about it. So anyway, they actually did a call-in topic this week. Why do people hate Gwyneth Paltrow? There was a, uh, an article in Entertainment Weekly, I believe. So they took some calls, and it's just kind of funny what happened when they did that. Let's try Todd, line eight, on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Todd, welcome. Thanks for hanging on. What's going on? Kevin, is Todd Bridges. What are you guys doing? Todd Bridges from Different Strokes? Yes, Todd sir. Bridges? Yes. Really? Yes, it is. How do we know? <laughs> it's really you? Of course it is. Who always gives you guys a hard time? It's me. All right. Look, look you know what I love? I told you people love what they have no idea who I am. So Excellent. Well, we do. So you said you're Todd Bridges, and then they said, uh, who? But you're actually you're actually calling not because of your Todd Bridges, but because we're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, and you've got yeah, you. Yeah, because I like Gwyneth Paltrow. I think, but I think the problem is, is that people perceive her as being a nice person, and then when she says things that are not so nice, then they start hating on her. I guess that's what. I mean, I know what it's like to be hated, but who cares? Okay, but so did you act with her in something? No, no, I know I've met her before. Okay, and when mm-hmm. you meet her, she's she's kind of standoffish. Okay. But, I, but I think that's just how she is, you know. And you say, yeah, I mean, but there's so many actresses and actors who are who keep getting movies who suck, you know. And she actually doesn't suck. She's actually a pretty good actress. But there's a lot of who keep getting movies. I mean, I can name me tons of them. Yeah. Hey, look, why why does Gwyneth Paltrow get country strong when Todd Bridges is out there trying to make a buck? Right. That's what you're saying. Uh, uh, Todd Bridges is doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me let me ask you about this, Todd. Let me ask you about this because you're in uh, you're in Hollywood. So maybe this is a a, a a listener named Richard who wrote in. I think it goes all the way back to the '90s. Gwyneth got too much too soon. That's why the backlash. She got an Oscar when she was 26. Then she was engaged to Brad Pitt. Then she dated Ben Affleck. Then she married Chris Martin, a rock star. He thinks the backlash is that people think she got too much. Any truth to that, maybe? But, uh, but people just hate on her. That, that's just how it is. When you're in the business, they're going to hate on you. They hate on me for having 18 years sobriety now, but who cares? Wait, are the you Todd is, Bridges, is, the one that was in Different Strokes? No, I'm not, of course I am, dummy. All right. <laughs> Todd Bridges just called you a dummy. That's the best thing that's happened all year. Yeah. Don't make me come down here, you guys. Right. I don't know you too well. What was your character name? Shut the hell up. I'm the dummy. Look, no one's going to claim to be Todd Bridges if they're not. Just got to love it. You're just listening to Kevin and Bean. All of a sudden, Todd Bridges from Different Strokes calls him. That's awesome. And calls Kevin a dummy twice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's why we love listening to the show. You never know what might happen. Yeah. So mm. that's it for the week that was, January 10 to 14, 2011. <laughs> Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Those kids sure love their hot Cheetos, don't they? They are fans of hot Cheetos. <laughs> Look, uh, this is Bean speaking, and I have to confess uh, total and absolute ignorance to the phenomena that is hot Cheetos. But I found uh, recently, I found out that there had been some controversy in schools where hot Cheetos, some places around the country, Kevin, have been banned. They're too yeah. popular with the kids. They're just, just the hot. They're just Cheetos that are spicy, but yeah. they're really good and addictive. 
Apparently they are, and apparently there are people who say, uh, you know, they're not nutritional enough for the kids, and there are other people who say it's a janitorial nightmare because the powder that's on the Cheetos gets everywhere. Uh, I brought in a, a little bit of audio on the Hot Cheetos story, and Kevin, I, I thought of you as I was laying this tape down because you have always complained that NPR, for all the good that they do, is too boring to listen to. Well, they take every story and somehow talk about it in such a way that you want to be in a coma. Oh. Oh, come on. It's the most boring presentation that is available anywhere. And most of the time, the stories are pretty interesting until they get I, a hold of them. I know that you've said that in the past, but I, I think you're going to have to apologize to the people who listen and enjoy NPR okay. after you hear this dynamic report. Because okay. check out this guy getting us into the story on the Hot Cheetos. Well, now a story about a snack food that is winning no culinary awards. If you've got school-age children, you may be aware of a red menace that is sweeping the nation. Flaming hot Cheetos. The red menace that is sweeping the nation. Wow. Somehow that doesn't even get him worked up. It used to be communism. Now it's hot Cheetos. <laughs> Flaming hot Cheetos. I don't even know what that means. I, I, get, I, I don't know either. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Oh, all I've seen is the, the hot Cheetos, but I guess same thing. So uh, they talked to everybody involved in the story. Uh, experts, scientists, social workers. They oh, talked to everybody, God. the kids. Of course, it won't surprise you that the teachers in the school where the hot Cheetos are being brought in, they're, they're against it. I don't think it's good for them. If you look at it, there isn't anything nutritional in there. It's all a lot of chemicals and food coloring. That's why last year, when she took over as principal at Jackson, she banned the stuff. And she says the crackdown has been mostly successful. But there is one snack that still bedevils her. One snack the kids spend their recesses talking about. The roadrunner to her wily Coyote. Oh, dear Flaming God. Hot Cheetos. They don't just buy the little single bags. They usually bring the family-sized bags. I don't, I, can, I don't like Red Hot Cheetos at all. She is against Red Hot Cheetos. How dare her? How can they possibly present this in such a boring way? Come on, Lisa. You love NPR. I love NPR. I, would, I, I have trouble sleeping. This is my answer. <laughs> um, it won't surprise you that the kids on the playground, however, they have a difference of opinion on the Hot Cheetos. Her students, however, have a slightly different take on the cheese-flavored corn snacks. I like them so much. They're my favorite. When I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos! I love them so much! By the way, if there's anything in the world I can find to bring me that much joy... Right! Right! I mean, if so, are so happy. If that makes those kids that happy, give them the LBs, people. I agree. Come let on. Them, let them have them. Shaton Taylor, Olivia Thomas, David Isaiah, and others are huddled around a picnic table on the Jackson playground. They say they love the spiciness, the crunch, the illicit nature of the snacks, even the red powder that invariably ends up all over them and their clothes. What's, what's going on with your pants here? Today, I ate some hot Cheetos in the morning, and I got some of my hands, and then I licked it, so it got away, so I wiped them on my pants. <laughs> that is a great story right there. <laughs> I know it's it a is. human interest story. Hey, uh, before we find out about the unfortunate uh, side effects of the hot Cheetos, let's take one call real quick, because Scott is on the line from Hermosa. Apparently, he works for the Frito-Lay company who makes the hot Cheetos. Oh, hey, Scott. Hey, how you guys doing? Very good. Tell us about the yeah. hot Cheetos, dude. Are they hot? Um, actually, I don't eat them because I don't like the spicy stuff. But um, as far as the sales go, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, my wife's also a teacher, and she would tell me that the kids would, would come in you know, at snack time with these things, and they'd have uh, cream cheese from, like, bagels, and they'd be dipping them in their cream cheese and, like, eating it for, like, a breakfast. Food. Absolutely. Okay. No yeah. It's all yeah. good. And and what do you think and what does your wife think about some of the schools down there trying to ban the hot Cheetos? That seems kind of communist, doesn't it? Well, communist. I know a lot of these schools have, have switched over to try and get, like, healthier foods for the kids, which I think with the obesity, obesity problems that we've been having. Um, but, I mean, it's the kids are going to get it. They walk to 7-Eleven. They walk by 7-Eleven in the morning to school. They pick up a bag. Yeah, if they can't yeah. get them at school, they're going to get them somewhere else. They have their parents buy them. I mean, I get parents all the time um, asking me, um, you know, my kid got this from his friend at school. Where can I get these at? It'd be, it'd be a <laughs> yeah. It's like a popularity thing. I would rather have my fat kid die happy from hot Cheetos <laughs> than my skinny kid live to be 100. All right, Scott, thank you very much for the call. Here's here's one more clip about the hot Cheetos from NPR. What would happen to me if I ate this whole bag? He's, you might have the lungs. Oh. Your uh, booty might be burned. <laughs>
<laughs> you don't want that, Your man. Your booty might be burning? Yeah, booty might be burning. Let me hear let me hear the, the, the happy kids one more time that the that the school system in Pasadena apparently will not allow to be happy. When I eat hot Cheetos I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. I love you so much. Come on, people. Let the kids have their hot Cheetos. Give them some Cheetos. Come on. Don't be don't have such a stick up your ass, people. Come on. Let them have their fun. Oh damn. So there's that one. I have some other clips, but because we're on time, I'm gonna go out of order. And then a bunch of callers that called in about it. And I think this is probably my favorite one of all. Well, we all know that Lisa's hot, right? So I guess we could call her hot Lisa. So you know what I say? I just love hot Lisa. I love her so much. Mm. Not as when good. I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> and that was lo- the creepiest call ever. <laughs> so it's always fun when we get into that inception with everything. So I just had to share that one. Okay, so the podcast roundup? Question mark. You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. You guys, I'll have a pot pie. 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 Why do some people tune out? Hi, right, welcome to the podcast roundup. Yes, why do some people tune out as they had the pot pie, pot pie, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. I don't, Taco Bell, I don't, I don't understand those debates that they have. They go on for a long time. I don't either. All right, so on uh, Janky Town, Dave brought the Rona. You have the COVID. Dude, the Congratulations. Is this your first time? Have, the, has your COVID cherry been broken? Dude, the Cron got me. The Cron. Ooh. The Cron, man. Omicron. Omicron. <laughs> so. You want to take me? Omicron. Dude, I tested So how did positive, you do? Man. How did it hit you? Nothing. I have sniffles. That's what? it. That's, That's it? it. You yes. didn't lose taste or smell? Not even a little bit. I just tested uh, positive. So now I'm just here sitting in my uh, sitting in my bedroom. Uh, just being bored, and luckily I could talk to you, man, <laughs> and talk to the gangsters. Really... I feel Dave's pain because, uh, you know, we just got over the Rona over here. It wasn't too bad because we were vaccinated. Same thing with uh, Dave. It's kind of a little boring because you just stay home all day. This was episode 69. Yeah, we finally made it to 69. Uh, if you guys remember, this was supposed to be like our huge, monstrous party that never happened, so... We are carrying it into the new year. It's our first episode of 2022. But Muggs, episodes. Yeah. We did have a meetup and it was fun. It's we did have that a we, we it's something we never talked about is we That's did right. have a meetup with a lot of janksters at we O'Grady's did. where you do cheers with beer mug. And, That's right. And we all met and it was a freaking fun time. Like it was a great I time. Couldn't believe that I got home at 6 a.m. in the morning. 6 a.m. You got home at 6 a.m. in the morning? 6 a.m. in the morning. Did you stay in Granada Hills the whole time? What happened? Pretty much. No, we ended up in Valencia, of all places. You know, uh, the people from the coven, Rachel and uh, Callie, who flew in from uh, Hawaii, she they, they all threw an after party and, and for for the Jankstas and invited everyone, uh, and we all went back and, and partied some more, and... And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I would have stayed if I didn't, if I didn't have my kid, I would have, I would have raged it till eight in the morning. Um, on the Ralph report, we all know that Ralph is an avid fish parent and he was talking about how he's cleaning his silver goldfish's bowl. So I'm pouring the water out and Sylvie's very excited because <laughs> I've never seen the fish do this before, but the fish leapt out of the bowl. Oh no. Like, like fucking uh shamu <laughs> free willy like free willy right out of the world i mean it got some serious air and i couldn't make this up perfect hole, hole in one perfect target <laughs> right down the drain of the sink oh, in the no. kitchen just a just a, a 10 point dive right down the center of the uh, sink drain and gone what was your immediate reaction shock i literally was standing there with my mouth open staring <laughs> 
thinking, how do I get this fish out of that drill? What do I, what? Well, did you put your hand down there after it? Yes. Gone. 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 Your friend is gone. And I'm not fucking with you. I legit teared up. <laughs> I had, oh, I had this taken is care of this awful. fish for so long. I had like a bond with this fish. Right. And I legitimately teared up. Right. And I went to the kid and the kid was like nonplussed at, at best. And she looked at me and she saw I was welling up. And she was like, Daddy, it's okay. Wow. She lived a good long life for a goldfish. Yeah, Ralph experiencing loss early in 2022. Ralph had talked about doing like CPR on his other goldfish. The other goldfish had this problem where the bladder that regulates how he swims filled up with air and Mm -hmm. he was floating sideways and Ralph had to save him. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. That happens too. Kind of like, yeah, medical They're cool little pets to have, I think. I love having fish. They are very... You know, they they don't last very long for me though, so I no. don't want to do that. I don't want yeah. to keep losing fish. All right, uh, Ralph created a new sci-fi genre called the Bioborg, where he's just going to put parts of animals in with humans because of that whole pig heart thing, <laughs> the pig heart transplant. And he so he wants to be a bear. I want my brain put inside a bear. <laughs> I Why? To, I want to, no, I not to, your I'm, temper with a bear. No, I want to be the first. People will die. Bear, human, transplant. No, cyborg, or oh. whatever you would call it, a bioborg. You ever said I'm film? coining that word by the way because it's bioborg. It's cool, and I've never heard it before, and I think I invented <laughs> something. I want to create bioborgs where you start swapping out pieces from different animals no. and human beings, and you start making a brand new race. It's a John Carpenter movie or something. Of bioborgs. No. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he wants to be a bioborg bear, uh, which makes me wonder what Allie would feel about that. She'll finally get her chance to hug a bear, but it'll be Ralph. That would be one scary bear, like Eddie said, with his anger and stuff. <laughs> oh, then he can come up here and scare all the tourists. How's that? But he doesn't like camping. He doesn't like being in the woods. He likes being in the city. All right, uh, moving on to Cupertino chat. Our friend listener Drew sent in a story. I want to thank our friend Drew, teabagger Drew in Detroit, for sending this to us just in the last few minutes ahead of recording today's show. I'm sure you saw it, Allie. A new Discovery Channel program debuted last week called This Came Out of Me is the name, is the name of the show. <laughs> now, also the name of my college memoirs. Indeed. I actually rented This Went Into Me, but this is completely different. This is, as you, might, ex- as you might expect, this is a new reality series that profiles unusual and extreme medical emergencies treated by oh, ER deck no. doctors in Texas. Would you watch this being? No, I don't think I would. No, never, right? I don't think so. I don't. Oh, gosh. So this came out of me. Thank you, listener Drew, for bringing that all to our attention and the uh, subsequent story about a moth being pulled out of a guy's ear. Allie was discussing the use of your welcome and how it's going away. And so Allie thinks we should use this. I was at a pretty high-end hotel. And I when I asked for um, more towels, the response was... My pleasure. Anytime I said thank you to someone, they would say, oh, my pleasure. Ooh, that's nice. Instead of your welcome, it was my that's pleasure. Luxurious. And I thought, that is a delight. I love that. What if we just started saying my pleasure? My pleasure. Oh, my God. Doesn't that feel good? It does feel good. If I'm like, oh, my God, can I get another uh, Diet Coke? My pleasure. <gasps> is it? Thank you. I like that. I disagree totally. I mean, I've always found the, when people say that, it's just a little creepy. You know? Really? Yeah. I just I just hear creepy beings saying, my pleasure. You know, and it's just like, what, you're getting me fries. What the hell am I, how oh, am I pleasing you? Ah, so just say you're welcome or no problem. Or thank exactly. You. Yeah. yeah. I used to wait tables and it was, a lot of times it was just, sure, I'll get it. I'll be right back. Or, you know what I mean? It wasn't because I'm already... I feel like you're right, Christopher. I feel like it's a suck up. So if I was waiting tables and, oh, my pleasure, let me kiss your ass, like a bigger chip or whatever. You know what I mean? I can see that. It's kind of like moist to me, I guess. <laughs> Anyhow, Allie was continuing her transition to being Kevin. She told us the Nico story, which I still don't understand at all. It is the sickle story. I cannot explain it. I do not know 
how to explain it. I couldn't play it because it's way too long. But here's Allie's reflection on that story. But since moving to Maine, since I have been veering more towards the Kevin side of life than the Bean side of life. I mean, I started <laughs> off as she Bean. Now I, I'm like little lady Kevin. And yes. I am not sure I am comfortable with it. My God, Bean, I went back and listened to the great news. It was Sebastian, Nico. And I, what Alrighty. happened there? Where, where what all happened? Where none of the facts stayed consistent with their ages, none. with it who was, did what. Yeah, it was, it, it was a mess. It was up there with his sickle neighbor boom story. It, right. it, it concerned me, and I don't know what's going on. It's a tough way to live. It's a tough Thank way to get you. through life with Kevin's yeah. brain. I'm worried about yeah. you as well, okay. certainly. I still go with my theory that it's Bean's fault because... When I remember early Kevin, Kevin was sharp as a tack. Or, right. Shark <laughs> as a tack, exactly. Shark as a tack. But uh, Edwin called in with this, uh, this theory on that story. I alluded to this call was coming. It's from our old friend Edwin, and he is calling in to dispute the story you tried to tell on Great News this week. Allie, that story about the kid who threw his stuffed reindeer over the fence into the canal, it's got to be fake. I mean, look at the name. Nico, Sebastian, Santiago. What are their sisters' names? The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? Come on. Do some more research next time. It does kind of sound like it was fake. <laughs> he has a point. However, um, there were news, um, news articles about it as well as they interviewed the mom. Could I have watched any of them and gotten clarity? Sure. sure. Would it have been as fun? Nah. Not at all. Edwin throwing down the Columbus jokes. I just thought it fit. You know, the nice. weird thing is, talk about going on the Kevin side of the street. I listened to every cup of tea this week, and I, how did I miss my own call? I always try to make it about me. I didn't even hear that. I'm glad you caught it. There was also one one part during the quiz that I also want to play because it was hilarious. And the question was, which Beatle was dyslexic? And she had kind of had like a 1709 moment. Which of the Beatles was dyslexic, often reversing letters in the words of the many songs he wrote. Which Beatle was dyslexic? Hmm. Many songs he wrote. <laughs> so you know it's I'm going one? not one of those girls in the Beatles? Is that what you mean? Oh, no. I thought you just made said he wrote instead of they wrote. So I am going one. Okay. I'm very confused now because all the Beatles wrote songs. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yep. So I don't know what you're talking about, but he didn't uncover any secrets in that question. I thought I was such a good detective. <laughs> Jeremy, what is wrong All with right, this I'm still woman? Single. Do you know? I don't. Well, I think maybe a priest who called up there in Maine. Something's going maybe. on. That's for sure. I'm still saying one. I don't care. Okay, but the, the question was which beetle was dyslexic. <laughs> it wasn't how many beetles were dyslexic. It was name him. What's happening? Remember, What's going on? Remember the part where I said there's a limited number of choices? You can easily just guess one if you don't That's know. That's why I thought I just had to guess how many. Oh, no. John Lennon. Yes, it is John Lennon. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like Allie is smart, but she really is because she always wins. <laughs> Allie has a process. She did get there. You got to give right. her credit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, anyhow, that was the podcast roundup. Oh, wait, I got one more thing. So, Ralph is talking about Panama being the best drive around song, right? Mm hmm. So, but I, call, I called in. He, did, he only took one call because he's like, everybody's wrong. But he was saying, like, this kind, the type of song that you go fast and you kind of get in and out of traffic. And I was like, bad habit by the offspring. Right? Hey man, you know I'm really okay. I think that's kind of like a road rage song. Well, yeah, but as far as just a song that pumps you up, that you speed more, maybe weave in and out more, I'm not going to get into road rage, but um, yeah. but just a song that pumps you up to drive like that, I thought that would be maybe a little bit better. I would go with Ministries, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Nice. The first thing that popped into my mind was the Atari's Boys of Summer. Yeah, that's a good one, too. But would that song make you want to, like, go fast and everybody out of my way and a little more aggro? 
I love the song. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I I, I think what <laughs> Ralph was going with Panama was it's a feel good driving fast song. If you're driving to Vegas and you got that long stretch of nothing, blast Panama right. and just like drive like crazy. Right. Um, but bad habit, I guess, would work too. I yeah. mean, it would definitely be on the playlist. For but sure. I would feel like I need to cut somebody off. Right. <laughs> Well, we're also of the age, though, that when we were taking road trips and things like that, music was the only option. And now, you know, every piece of content in the entire world is the option. But in those days, if we're going to be all old timey, um, sometimes the radio was the only thing that was around or CDs. Well, we had books on cassettes. And so when I drove from California to Colorado after college, um, I was listening to Stephen King's, I believe it was The Stand. And it was a super long ass book. I never got through it. But um, so there was early, early on, they had some, not every book though was on tape at all. I just want to know what Edwin's song is. What do you think Edwin's driving song is? Um, She's Real Fun, My 409. <laughs> Beach Boys <laughs> song, right? Which Al Jolson's song is, is Edwin's pick? <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening. It has been Quitters Never Give Up, episode 48. And uh, we'll all see you later. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone. The same Tupperware I give my five-year-old daughter for school every day. What are you saying? Say, say, say it again. Tupperware? Say it again. Slow. Tupperware? Slow. Very slow. Say, first, say the first syllable. Tub. Wrong. What do you mean wrong? I thought I caught that. You're throwing, Tupperware. B, you're throwing bees at me. It's what bees, is it? Peas, babe. What are you talking about? Tupperware. Tupper. It's Tupper? It's Tupper, babe. It